Hello, everyone, and thank you for coming to the Dad's Beards Nerds Prime Podcast, Episode 76, Anchor's number one nerdy conversational podcast, and the podcast where two of us can grow a beard, and the other, not so much. My name's Anthony. I'm Tommy. And that's right, I'm back! I'm back! Y'all thought you could get rid of me? Y'all thought you could get rid of me? I'm just playing. We tried. I told, I told Tommy and George, uh, the wife and I had our anniversary dinner, so Tommy and George held down the fort with a, uh, a wonderful, wonderful episode. I love it when I get to see and hear my two best bearded men but we've got a special guest tonight gabe fast the wannabe critic gabe thank you for joining us dude thank you so much for having me this is uh this is really cool i've never um been invited to be on i've never been invited uh to be on someone else's show other than the first podcast i was ever invited on like but i don't really count that one as much like aside from where i aside from from where i got my start i've never been yeah. invited to be on anyone else's show so thank you for having me hey no problem thank you for coming uh i, I know it was super short notice i just kind of we we've kind of had a discourse on twitter for the last like week and i just hit you up in the dm and was like hey what are you doing sunday <laughs> you know and you're like you're like oh i got a fantasy draft and i was like i knew there was a reason why i liked you cuz cuz like i told you we're in the middle of doing our 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 work fantasy draft as well so yeah. uh, how'd your draft go um, I mean, you know, man, it's one of those things where I think I started playing, you know, a few years ago and my strategy has always been exactly the same. I just literally pick whatever the best players are available. Like literally yeah. like just whatever makes the most sense, just pick it. So I, I think I, I came out. Okay. You know, I, I should have, I should have a team every week, you know, slotted to where I have, you know, all my, my bye weeks covered and stuff like that. So yeah. I think, I think I did okay, but you know, you never know until the season starts. So I, I love fantasy football because it's Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. Literally. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> like stats yeah. are so important. It's the it's the most <laughs> RPG theme that could ever be an RPG. Like I love it. And I cannot imagine playing fantasy football when it was all analog, when it was all pen and paper. Like I it's so bonkers when I think about that. Before pre-internet, people were doing fantasy football and it's like having to like watch stats check the paper and all that jazz like it's it seems so foreign and so weird but yeah. people did it yeah totally well and it is kind of interesting because the league i'm in right now um has has been a league for 25 years oh, so snap. they've literally gone through the whole you know they they kind of started back what you're talking about and i have kind of had to evolve with <laughs> you know, with time, which is kind of funny, but yeah, I totally, I totally agree with the Dungeons and Dragons set sentiment that you're the second person I've heard say that this week. So that's hilarious. It's just, it's just such an intense, like, like not only is it, is it random at times, but obviously stats, like stats don't lie. And like, that's why a lot of like uh, statisticians and stuff like that, or statisticians, not uh, statisticians. Uh, that's why they kick, they kick so much butt at the game. Cause they're just like, all they look is the numbers. Like numbers don't lie. They always win. There's so many people who do like accounting and stuff like that who just kick so much butt at fantasy football. But let's hop into some housekeeping. I totally blanked. <laughs> if you enjoy the podcast, check out our daily news posted Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and an occasional review posted on Saturdays. If you'd like to support the podcast other than listening, please check out our anchor page at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds, where you can donate to us, but more about that later. First off, we're going to go into what are we playing Gabe, you're the guest, so what are you playing? Man, 
I just got done playing uh, the Samurai Jack game the other day. For oh, my God. I, by the way, I watched your review. Uh, YouTube. Doc, okay, listen, if you go to YouTube and just search the wannabe critic, they'll find you. Yeah, you'll, you'll be able to find it. Like, um, I, I, I somehow got the market on that on that name. Not sure how, but. but. Before you, you start, wonderful review. I watched, I actually watched that whole review. I enjoyed it. Uh, very, it was just a great review. I appreciate it. It was that, a great man. review. Thank you. That means a lot. <clears throat> I also replied to you when you posted it with the podcast Twitter, and I meant to. Re- I thought I was on my Twitter, <laughs> and I was just like, "Oof, that bad!" And then I, I saw the icon, and I was like, "Ah, poop." <laughs> I'm yeah, that was kind with of, it. Yeah, that was, that was kind of. Well, and that that was kind of a funny situation too, because it was like you were interacting with me, and I was like, "You know, I'm, I'm a nobody." So like, just to get interacted. You're not and, a nobody. Inter- we're nobodies. We're all nobodies. We're all, we're all, hey, we are all wannabes, right? Um, it just kind of felt good to oh, just get, yeah, just to kind of get um, a little bit of interaction from, you know, a fellow content creator. And it's like, yeah, it, it didn't really do it for me, man. But I, I've been playing a little bit of that. I've been playing some older games. I've been playing a little bit of everybody's golf, just been kind of mm-hmm. trying to catch my breath, you know, in between projects. Just finished up Alan Wake as well the other day for their uh, review. Um, are you going to so, yeah. do the, are you into control? Yeah, so that's the plan is to yeah, okay. play through the you know play through control and I bought it back mm-hmm. at launch and had some serious performance issues. Uh, the game like would crash. Are you on a pro? Yeah, I'm on a pro. Um, uh, yeah, what what is it with that? I, I have heard that on a pro it just runs clunky. I have it on. I have like a second gen PS4 and it ran. I mean, there were some slowdown rates here and there. There are times where it's a very uh, what sort of it, like it's Intensive. very. Yeah, intensive, but I mean, it tries to do a lot, um, but it also tries to rein that in. But at times, it does. There is slowdown, but I've never. Yeah, yeah, I never once had a uh, had an issue like with the game just chugging so bad, you know, the way it was unplayable. Yeah, I mean, it was it would it would crash, man. Like every time I booted it up, I'm like, well, I guess I'll wait, you know. But man, it's it's more of a reason now to revisit. Hopefully, those issues have been resolved. So, but yeah, that's about Um, what I've been playing. Controls my 2019 game of the year. Uh, really? Okay. It is a wow, and I it, it's a game I felt so stupid for sleeping on for so long. Uh, I bought it full price. I bought all the DLC. I haven't finished the first DLC. Um, I gotta got it kind of be in the mood for that. But the base game was was something special, man. That game is art. Well, that I game is art. It's it. it's amazing. The the com everything about that game is amazing. The lore it's is it's a very lore intensive game. So. If you don't read any of the lore that you find in the documents, you're fine. The game will still be great, but it just adds that like that next layer. And I'm not usually a dude who reads through stuff, like like who wants to know the lore. But for whatever reason, it just plus I'm really into something called the SCP. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's a fictional clandestine government organization. If you go on YouTube, you can find it. It's but uh, it's got a wiki, and they're all written like uh, redacted government case files, and it's all about like supernatural stuff, weird stuff, like just really out there stuff and it's like x-filesy type stuff so i was really in the scp for a year and then i found that this game is basically scp the game and it just it, it got me right off the bat just grabbed me yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to to jumping back into it because i says i said you know like alan wake kind of plays with the scent with a similar kind of thing but more on the artistic side of stuff you know and mm-hmm. uh it just it, it makes me really happy that those games are connected in some way so i can't wait to get back back into that universe for sure so nice uh how many games does alan wake have 
Is it two games? So yeah, so you have the base game, two DLC packs, and then you have... Do you guys remember a little thing back in the day called the Xbox Live Arcade? The arcade. Yeah, it had the American Nightmare Arcade game. Yes, yes. The American... That now, talk about slept on. Like, that. that's a good game. Um, So definitely... It definitely complements it complements the um you know the original Alan Wake game. So to answer your question, yeah, there's two two games. Okay, cool. I would I'll, I'll, maybe I'll try to find them on Steam. He says, I, I, I mean, on Xbox, I, I believe still. Oh, I can get them on Xbox One. They're backwards compatible. Ooh, I always I forget them, that. So. I'm such a Sony pony that I got this Xbox just chilling here. Don't even <laughs> really use it anymore. <laughs> Self-described Sony pony. Tommy, what are you playing? Uh. I've been playing Destiny as always. Oh, that Souls just grind. Oh, it's just not good. Oh, why? Why do I want that armor so bad that has like that super sexy glow? Oh, it's super sexy because it's a super sexy glow. It really is, but it is not worth the work. But I've also been, I jumped back into Diablo 3 and I've been playing that lately. Are you playing it on PC or Xbox? Xbox, man. My, you know my laptop's a potato. Man, I tried Diablo 3 on PS3 when it when it came out mm-hmm. on PS3, and I played it predominantly on PC, and it's so weird going from PC to where you're just clicking every character to like this kind of uh, like auto. Yeah. And there would be times where it would, it would kind of fudge me over, um, and like it would go from the dude I was just about to kill and put me on a different dude with full health, and I'm like, I don't want this! Yeah, I've been playing with my... Uh with my squad that a lot of us that were playing destiny were like we just need a little bit of a break so yeah a couple of us started playing diablo and i'm playing the necromancer for the first time it's a lot of fun oh man it's fun i was a uh i was a mage yeah i started it on 360 as a demon hunter mm-hmm. then when it got ported over to xbox one with the ultimate evil mm-hmm. edition i think was what it was called yeah, I played as the Crusader, and that was just broken in the best possible way. I love but, that. Uh, <clears throat> the Necromancer is just fun. So that's it, Diablo three and Destiny two. Really, just those two games. Like I've been spending more time uh, catching up on Arrowverse than anything. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Getting getting ready for uh, the Arrow and, and, and Black Canaries. Uh. That hasn't been greenlit yet, actually. What? Yeah, like I looked that up the other day too, because I like I haven't finished Arrow, but I know that's the storyline that they go into. So yeah. I looked up. I was like, when will that air? Like, because the whole uh, pandemic has changed the the season premieres into next year. So I was like, would this be like a mid season thing? Would it be in the fall or what? And they're like, uh, yeah, they just haven't picked up Green Arrow and the Canaries yet. And I'm like. Are you crazy? <laughs> well, Arrow lucked out by doing that shorter season. Yeah, the and other, then it was the Flash the and cut it short. Yeah, they got hurt, so now the Flash has to make up for yeah. season what seven or whatever. Yeah, I saw that from the fandom, which is actually what made me like kind of just like get in gear and start catching up because I love the shows. I was a like season and a half behind just because mm-hmm. adulting. Yeah, and then I was like this is the perfect time to just binge watch it. Well, CW made that deal with Netflix, which was always, which except that woman's not on there. 
Yeah, that is a. Uh, I, I I doubt Batwoman's in that in that deal, or they just uh, couldn't get it in there. Well, with HBO Max being a thing, it's like to my knowledge, future anything Warner uh, going forward will be on HBO Max exclusively. Oh man! And Arrowverse falls into that. Like the only reason Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Black Lightning are on Netflix are just because of the pre-existing deal. Mm-hmm. But I believe that they're on both platforms too. Okay, I could right. be wrong on that. So that's it. Yeah, just well, let me that. tell you a freaking story, okay? I'm a white man in Japan. Zero to real quick. I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm in England first. I bust out of there. Bam, bam, bam! Get out of my face! I get on a boat. I go to Japan. I go, what's up, guys? Give me all your weapons. I'm playing Neo, and I'm freaking loving it. I'm loving it. I sweat so much while I play this game, though. I sweat so much. So much. My shirt in the pits is just so soaked. (laughs) I didn't know that there was a game that could make me this sweaty. I played it with a shirt off today. I can feel it dripping down the side of my body. Both arms, Tommy. Both (laughs) arms. You know, Anthony, before we started recording this, you said you were going to go PG. I was like, okay, cool. I'm good with this because then I'll actually be comfortable for once. I haven't I've said never a single felt curse more word, uncomfortable. Tommy. I haven't said a single curse word. You have not, Body, but I have never felt more fluids are PG, okay? The Little Mermaid, Belle, the Beast. You know he's stinky. He's a beast, okay? Aladdin, Sleeping Beauty. They all sweated, Tommy. They all sweated. What is happening right now? <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm playing Neo. Right. I love Listen, it. Listen, Neo's oh so, God, good. so good. I get like the strongest Dynasty Warriors vibe from this game, even though I know it's not that it's a Souls-like, demon-like, whatever, like game, but it's so fun. Uh, it's super grindy, which I love. Uh, if anyone's who listen to the podca- podcast, the podcast knows that uh, I love like really grindy games. Except and, Destiny. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I had, Tommy, they, they had... capped the experience, Tommy. They capped the experience. It's true. Bungie uh, did. I, have to, Bungie I got it. I got it. I got it. Mean, he's not one. wrong. Yeah. I mean, but I if you love know. it, that's the thing is if you love it, you love it. You know, yeah. don't give me this Activision stuff. Oh, this is Activision. It was the publisher. Get out of here. Anyways, Mom, let me talk about, talking about Bungie. <laughs> me being abroad in Japan. Shout out to abroad in Japan. That's an actual YouTube series. It's pretty dope. Um, So, so you're this <laughs> English dude named William. With, like, right in the very beginning, a super Japanese haircut already. Like, the samurai haircut, you know? Which is already, like, why does he have that hair? Like, he's a pirate. You, It'd be, like, nice and flowing. So, you already know where you're going because he's, like, super samurai out already. And then you get a bunch of, like, British armaments. And they're, like, oh, that's cool armor, bro. Now you're in Japan. Enjoy, enjoy like, all that samurai armor, ninja armor, stuff like that. Uh, wow. What a game. What a great game. Like, I hate the fact that I hop into this game so late. Like, Neo 2 is already out. But this game's so good. It just, like I said, strong, strong Dynasty Warrior vibes from it. Um, it's obviously a Souls game. But there's, like, all the weapons. There's, like, eight different weapons. And it's just, it's such a great game. And I'm just kicking myself in the butt for not getting into it sooner. But uh, I got it on PS Plus when it was free. And I kind of needed just a change, man. All the games that I've been playing just felt stale. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're going to download Neo. Put Neo on. 
downloaded it onto the PlayStation. Had to take off like eight games in order to get it on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> had to do the, had to do the the PSN shuffle. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And all also Marvel Strike Force. Playing so much of that. It's gotten all my monies. It's so weird. I didn't think. That. What's Marvel Strike Force? Marvel Sorry, Strike I, I... Force is a Marvel game. It's a mobile game. Super predatory with uh uh what was it microtransactions foreshadowing <laughs> super predatory with microtransactions but one of the best combat systems and more like so intuitive and in depth once you get to like building teams and stuff like it's so ridiculous like on the surface it looks like this really dumb like like brawler it's like you know raid shadow legends <laughs> it's just like, the marvel version of it you know right and uh and then you start unlocking characters and you can kind of like mix and match these teams, these people together that'll build off each other to make these like these wild builds and these wild parties that just do like, <laughs> like there's an Asgardians party, which is like Hela, Thor, Heimdall, Loki, and Sif. And they suck to go against because they just do all this random like defense stuff. But uh, it, it, I wish that it was a like a $60 game because of how in-depth it is, but really like, so like, is it comparative to like something like, uh, like ultimate <clears throat> Alliance or even the new Marvel <clears throat> game? Um, yeah. Okay. So I would compare it a little bit to just a smidgen ultimate Alliance based off of just all the, the broad spectrum of characters that are in the game. Um, combat style. It's more of a, uh, real time RPG. So each character has three moves. You have three moves. Then you have a passive ability. That's always there. Uh, and there are some like minion type characters. They only have uh, two moves and a passive ability, but you would think that with three moves, it's this really held back, like, Oh, three moves. That's it. But then you get into these cool, like as you're upgrading moves, they're doing more. So like captain America's shield throw just hits one target and bounces off possibly to one person, possibly to two. And then it turns to the scene where it actually debuffs characters. So It'll take one debuff, one buff off a character, then two buffs, and now you're saving it to hit someone who taunts you, so you can take that taunt off them, so you can go back to the weakest character. Like it's just this. I wasn't expecting it to be this, <clears throat> like chess-like game. So, uh, but like I said, it's a free-to-play mobile game, and you can play it. I believe on the Google Store as well as you can play it on PC. Um, but it's just. It's it's really I'm probably putting at least like an hour to two hours into that a day, just knocking out because as your energy is going, you have more energy, use your energy, you know the typical Farmville, you know type type. Oh, thing you are. can only play so much per day. Yes, unless you want to uh, be a well and buy stuff, but uh, it's great. It, it's literally just the Marvel version of Raid Shadow Legends. It's I feel like we got. I don't even know if it was Marvel games to really do that first, but they're all they all kind of use the same template. Gotcha. But I love it and it's so good and it frustrates me and I love it and I hate it and I love it. Shut your face, Tommy. <laughs> I didn't say a word. Uh, uh, for those did I have you... a smug look like I know the feeling? Absolutely I did. But will I didn't they, say a word. Will they ever know? Never. They'll never know. All right, let's take a you quick break. Them. Listen to that sweet and saucy ad. I told them nothing. I'm just playing. I love you. Uh, we'll listen to that sweet and saucy ad and we'll get in some topics. We'll be right back. And we are back. Thank you for listening. Uh, once again, we are here with Gabe Fast, the wannabe critic. Uh, Tommy. Yep. Tommy, what you got for me real quick? Uh, real quick, before we hop into our first topic, I want to say on behalf of 
not only just dads, beards, nerds, uh, Marvel fans, fans everywhere. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bosman. Thank you for everything that you put out on screen, in person. Black Panther, 42, all of it, phenomenal. He was definitely someone that, one, did not deserve to be hit with cancer. No one does. But to go through it for four years, silently, I can't imagine the strength that that takes. I watched Mm. my father deal with it for a year. Luckily, he's okay. But for four years and still film blockbuster after blockbuster, saying nothing. That is... That is a stronger man than I could ever be. And I, for one, can say I am forever grateful for everything he's ever put out. And with that, I just want to say Wakanda forever. I was just about to say it. It's so so wild. Just to piggyback on that, that he made all those movies while fighting stage four cancer. Stage four cancer and made all of those movies. Like... You have to get ripped for a Marvel movie. When you made Black Panther, he had cancer, and you—he had a shirtless, and he was just yoked. Like, not to mention what was it? Uh, eleven was it Eleven Bridges. Uh, forty-two, where he's playing Jackie Robinson. Uh, all the, uh, all the, you know, Infinity War, Endgame. Like, he made so many movies while silently just killing it, crushing it. Like, it's it's sad that he lost his battle to that, but I cannot believe, like how strong that man was of course ridiculous that's that's like it's over nine thousand. you know what i'm saying yeah it's definitely a for sure gone too soon but he he definitely made his mark on this world for generations to come i agree i agree yeah same here and can I? I'm sorry. I'm new to this whole guesting thing. Can I say something? Yeah. Just jump <laughs> in, man. Just okay, jump cool, in. Cool, cool. You don't gotta ask. You're the yeah. guest. You're. The... I'm, I, I'm usually the loud mouth. You know what I mean? And it's like you could have just told me to shut up and just go with it. No. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna be as rude to you as freaking Anthony was. You know, just a little bit ago. But you know, I'm not gonna get too far into it. No. Um. I mean, I wanted to echo the exact same thing because you know, as somebody who walked out of Black Panther, and you know, originally wasn't as hot on it as everybody else was. And it was just more of one of those things where I was like, I walked out of it and I was like, I enjoyed this. Um, I, I didn't understand the hype at the time, but I really liked Chad, Chadwick Boseman um, a lot. I was like the, the dude who plays black Panther. I remember coming out of the theater saying black Panther's cool. You know, um, it just wasn't uh, the movie as a whole. Wasn't my favorite thing that I, you know, a part of the MCU that I had seen before, but man, I have to agree with you. Like just going through all of that and, I mean, he did make such a big splash, and he was just such a big hero for for so many kids out there, man. And it's just, it's sad to see him go because yeah. it, I, I got goosies in the theater, you know, whenever he was on screen, and it's just, it's a really sad deal. But yep. Um, one thing I will say, if you guys haven't watched it, and anybody listening, if you haven't watched this clip, there was a clip of him talking about two kids with terminal cancer that lost their battles that wanted to see black Panther finished and they didn't make it to that and how much that tore him apart. Watch that video. And then just imagine the fact that like 
he during that time he could relate so deeply to that and no one knew like yeah if that doesn't make you tear up you don't have a heart <laughs> gotta agree but yeah all right anything else to add to that before we jump into the topic just what an amazing human being <laughs> yeah like what, what more is there to say what like grade a top notch one of the best humans ever like the man was going to tell cancer words and talking to children and meeting children and like when he should have been getting treatment there like like what is what else is there like can anybody say anything about if anybody says anything about about chadwick like bosman bosman you like (laughs) the dude like literally needs to be a saint yeah like i'm not i'm not really big into religion but the catholic church needs to saint this man because of not only being silent making a ton of movies inspiring a whole generation of children, but taking time out of his schedule, you know, probably for things he should have been doing to go talk with children and meet with children and console them. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like make the man a saint. Cause it's just like, for dude, sure. Like and all the stuff that, and all that was silent, not a single word, not a single brag. Nobody talked about it. And then you find out all this stuff about him. You're just like, what? Like we already liked you and we didn't think we could get any more light. Like we couldn't think get any higher Then it's like 18 notches higher. Like I just, so gee, like what? Did, I don't know. I just, we don't see too many humans in this world, especially celebrities that are like that, that are on that level. They just seem like very, genuinely good people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and I would even say surpasses generally good. Like if you're, I don't know. It's just, it's sad. It sucks. It's a, a huge sig- loss. Yeah. A significant um, human being and a really sad loss, like it's, heartbreaking. It's not even for the acting world. It's just the world lost a good person, a really good person. And yeah. uh, it just, it sucks, but uh, you know, it's, he doesn't have to suffer anymore, which is that that's you know, the most it, important part. If there's a silver lining in it all is, you know, he gets to rest in power and just, yeah. Wakanda all right. forever. All right, let's get past this. It's, it got sad. <laughs> it got sad. Now, generally, like it should be sad because we lost a person. But Tommy, Tommy, yep. take us to the next topic. Tommy, <laughs> I went from hundred to zero on this game Woo! real quick. Tommy, Tommy found his destiny too. Tommy found his, the equivalent of destiny two to me. Tommy, give me the poo. Oh, why Square Enix? Why? So Marvel's Avengers. We know they're <laughs> releasing. I believe it's four or six DLC characters, they're yes. going to be free. There's a catch to that. There are battle passes in this game. And I'm not talking about like the Call of Duty or Destiny style battle pass that like you buy and you just level it up and that's it. That's it. No. You buy a battle pass for each individual character at $10 each. We're talking about the core characters that come with the game as well, right? The core characters will have the will have battle passes but they will be free okay so that that is a little bit of a plus there because i didn't know that if they tried charging me ten dollars per launch character i would i I don't even know man (laughs) okay okay so core characters are on their own battle pass which is already weird you would think each character has a battle pass yeah of 40 levels each including the core character the six core characters So, and then when a DLC character like Hawkeye or Ant-Man or Spider-Man, if you're on PlayStation, which don't even get me started on that one, you want to level up that battle pass and get all the skins and 
emotes and everything like that, you're spending another $10 per character. Leading that $60 game that was told will have free DLC to being well over $100 if you want everything. Um, And there's an ultimate edition of this game, by the way, that doesn't get you access to these battle passes. Oh my god. Who was it? Cam? Cam Hawkins was showing off the... uh... Like the different editions, like digital compared to like physical. <laughs> yeah, and they're missing things. He's like, what? Why? What's the point of this? Like these battle passes are specifically going to be called hero challenge cards. By the way, they're going to be uh, a thousand credits, but that's ten dollars equivalent. What's but the you release can't... schedule? On these characters, is it like we don't know? Okay, well, well, we know Spider-Man on his own is coming right away to PlayStation, which I already know you love. You're a Sony pony, Tommy. You, you're a huge PlayStation fan. You've been all for it on Twitter. I love Spider-Man. I promise so you guys, I would be this. PG. Do you want to break that real quick? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Um, we don't even have a timetable for Spider-Man. We just know it's coming soon. Okay. But the whole thing with this, it it just seems misleading and predatory. At least in my opinion of it. Because I, I don't hate Battle Passes as a whole. I think it's a solid system. But when you want to charge $10 per Battle Pass per free character, I have a problem. Can I, can I say something real Go quick? Go for it. And you're not going to like it, but can I Go say it? Go for it. Okay, thank you. Uh, the floor is mine. Everybody shut your mouths. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. You guys can talk. Uh, seriously, don't talk. Um, so <laughs> we don't know when we're getting these characters and each DLC character. I said not to talk, Tommy. I'm going to come and bite that beard right off your face. Please don't. Um, each DLC character is free. Yes. Okay. So instead of having to buy that character, you get them for free, which is cool. I'm all for it. I love it. Free. Fitty free. Give it to me. Finger looking good. Uh, now, I understand how it looks and the predatory nature of the $10 battle pass. Yes. So this sounds like something where someone higher up said, well, we're giving it to them for free. Why not charge the 10? And then they said, yeah, I guess so. It probably took convinc- some convincing. This sounds like, like, I don't like to do this all the time. Okay. But this definitely sounds like a publisher decision, not a dev decision. So I'll give that to them because I don't think that, I, even though the devs make money off of this, it definitely doesn't sound like something the dev would do. Would do. Um, but I, I don't know if I'm as up in flames about it now that I know more details. I didn't know as much, and then you explained it. Uh, you know, up in arms because you're getting the character for free, and then you can choose to pay that ten dollar. It's all cosmetic, right? Uh, yes. So, I mean, Hawkeye really only has, like, three costumes. He's going to have the costume in the Avengers game. He's got the Avengers costume, or maybe, you know, from the movies. Ronin. Ronin. Sorry, I forgot Ronin. And his old school comic one. Like, what else are they throwing in there? That costs $10. He's got, like, four, or maybe the ultimate. So, he's got five iterations. Uh, John Cena, you can't see me. <laughs> you guys can't see it. audio form, but I was doing the John Cena hand wave and it made me think of that. Uh, but I, I definitely see the predatory nature of it. It doesn't seem like that big of a deal for me, but you're also talking to someone who's probably not going to buy this game. 
I really, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I have time for maybe one game as a service and one online multiplayer game. And those are Rocket League and the Division 2. Shots fired. Yeah. Well, Anthony, uh, let me piggyback real quick. Uh, Crystal Dynamics, for one, is owned by Square Enix. So uh -huh. a publisher oh, decision... Oh, Square Enix is the publisher? Is a developer decision, yes. Oh, man. But um, if the battle passes were $5, no complaints. Uh -huh. I would accept it. Oh, and we know that they're, they're probably going to fill it with uh, packs that like cosmetic skin packs anyway that are outside of the battle pass. Like if you look yeah. at the ultimate edition and pre-order bonuses, you get skins for that. So there's going to be those, and there's mm -hmm. going to be these battle passes, which mm -hmm. is why I said like this seems like kind of predatory, and in a PG term, crappy. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I'd like to uh, piggyback off of that if I could. I was about to say, Gabe, what are your thoughts? Yeah, because we just covered this on a show the other day, um, me and uh, actually Fawns from Plastic Hearts. Uh, man, it just seems like <clears throat> it, it seems like muddled messaging to me in a lot of ways. Because you know we were under the we we had the we were under a false pretense of oh my god yeah we're gonna have all these great things to play at, you know post launch and we're adding all these characters and yada yada yada, and now light has been shed that. Yeah, you will. But if you want to, if you want that that completion feeling of you got everything, you're gonna have to shell out an extra an extra sixty bucks. So if you are a completionist, which I feel like a lot of people that that do that do play Destiny, that do want to kind of get every little piece of gear, you know, like Tommy here, this is a big deal. This is a I, and you know, I had this game. I feel like the 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 initial reaction to this game is so polarizing. Um, you know, it's just so split down the middle. Had it been one of those things where it just kind of went off without a hitch, and people just inherently loved the game, and it looked great, and because you know, me, my, I watched it months ago, and I'm like, this looks like crap. Like I, I haven't, I have been on, not on board since day one. Um, so I think had things just been overall good, you probably wouldn't be, you probably would accept this because, you know, we'll pay $50 for, you know, me and you, Tommy, we'll pay $40 for a destiny expansion every year and not complain. Oh, yeah. And it, it does kind of fall into the realm of that. In my opinion, you know, the first round of characters is that, ex, you know, extraneous DLC download, so to speak. So it does kind of feel like a first wave of that, because if you're listening to this and you think that you're not getting more than six characters for this Marvel Avengers game, you're insane. Um, 100% so anyway, agree. Yeah, if the game has a fan base that survives. It, yeah, bingo, I'm, you, that's what I'm worried about right now with every bit of this messaging because everything they've done from announcement to now has been wrong. Yeah, for their it fans. It, it, totally. Yeah, you you know you hit it on the head. I, I I agree. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. This there's no, no, a, you're there's good, a little delay because I'm in Missouri, so it's like you're just a little bit of delay. So I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but step on them. They're right there. All right, for I'll you. step on it. I'm gonna go. You know. Keep going. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep piggybacking on you, Tommy. Because go for it, me, man. It's it's one of those things, and my, my favorite thing in the world to do is to play devil's advocate. Um, it's one of those things where I remember being 17, 18 years old and going to the store to buy packs and packs and packs of Mountain Dew to get double XP for Halo Four. You know, um, I don't want to admit how many packs of that yeah I no i don't either it's probably an ungodly <laughs> amount of money yeah it's 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 a lot but in a lot of ways you know with the gum and like all this exclusive stuff it just feels like a more intense version of that because i feel like the biggest 
the biggest fan base to me, it almost seems like they're not even really trying to encapsulate, the, uh, you know, people like us. It seems like they're honestly trying to get, you know, mom and dad to buy the game for the kids. And it's like, oh, you know, the Avengers, the the eight to 12 year olds, you know, that aren't going to look at it with as critical of a lens as the, the three of us will. Um, that being said, it does suck that there is such a big fan base, you know, such as yourself out there that are that are kind of, you know, I retweeted it with like the spit take laughing, emo- you know, the, the meme, because to me it was like, you got to be kidding me. You know, I already yeah. had negative feelings about the game. I, I didn't think it looked good. But, you know, my brother, he's he's like totally on board for it. Like he's like, oh, yeah, if it goes if it goes on sale key, you know, I'll, I'll pick it up, whatever. But, yeah, I feel I feel a lot of the same frustrations as you do. And um, it, it does seem a little over the top to spend an extra sixty dollars uh, right out the gate. But then again, you don't know how well it's going to perform and if it's going to warrant that in the end. It just seems like a gotcha. <laughs> um, can I say something? No. All right, everybody, have a good night. This has been episode <laughs> 76 of the Dad's Business Prime Podcast. Uh, Gabe Fast, the wannabe critic, was our guest. Everybody have a good night. Thank uh, you. <laughs> um, I want to say two things. Well, I don't. I want to say something off of the promotions. Look, Go five it. gum. Every single piece of media, whether it's been a big game, a really big game, we're talking AAA, uh, Destiny, and Rockstar. Destiny 2 and Rockstar. Did we forget that? Oh, there were um, huge promotions. And I have no uh, problem. We've got movies, TV shows, and video games. Uh, I want to say Coca-Cola, Doritos, McDonald's. Mountain Dew. These, these brand deals are something that are never going to go away. And when I, and you guys aren't doing it. I'm not hearing it from you guys complaining about that. But when I see people complaining about that on Twitter... It just makes me laugh, especially people who are like Destiny 2 stands, you know? Destiny 2 can do no wrong. And I'm like, well, remember when Destiny 2 did that with Rockstar? And you had to buy like 18 cans to get whatever it was, those stupid medals and stuff? It's like, <clears throat> it, it, this is a part of marketing. It's marketing. It's video game. It's not even video game marketing. This is media marketing now. And it has been for the last 30 years. It's been like that for 30 years. McDonald's used to sell cups. Like, cups for movies like this has always been a thing i remember that and then i want to say when it comes to the avengers game i feel like when it was first announced we first saw that first trailer there was a lot of backlash especially how the characters looked and it was warranted and i'm on the opposite end of you guys i felt like they've been garnering goodwill with every new update every new beta they've been very vocal about what they're doing and i thought they had garnered that goodwill back like built it up i really honestly thought they were still coming back Especially for that Captain America, you know. They were Riot, until Riot the Spider-Man Police. announcement. Well, uh, that, that didn't break for me. But but I'm a Sony pony, so, you know, get wrecked, Xbox. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but the Battle Pass scene, yeah, it kind of feels like they were, like they were riding this wave. <laughs> Thank you, Gabe. They are riding this wave of goodwill, like bringing it back. In a way that not many games and not many publishers, companies, developers can do, it's once public opinion goes south, it's very hard to get back from that. You know, Rainbow Six Siege almost failed because of that, and then their cult following brought them back. Uh, and then, yeah, the Battle Pass stuff, listen, there are, it, it is the industry standard now. I use Fortnite as that, as that example. You got your Battle Pass, and you've got all these other things you can buy besides the Battle Pass. But to do one, now... I don't necessarily see it as a bad thing, but I can see the excessiveness of a battle pass 
for each DLC character. I think that's a little weird. Um, but I also can recognize the fact that you're getting the character for free. So that's their way of getting like value for it. But it does seem <clears throat> something seems off about it. And I can't yeah. quite put my fingers on it. I don't necessarily feel like it's predatory. Gabe, what's up? Um, yeah, so I just wanted to say something. You we're, know, we're, and... we're fast. Gabe raised his hand. He's the most <laughs> adorable, best guest we've I ever don't... had. No guest has ever raised his hand and waited for me. Gabe, you are invited to the show whenever the hell you want to come onto the show. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate okay, that. Go on. Sorry. Uh, you know, I, you, you're making a lot of like, – you're saying a lot of things that, that aren't wrong, you know, and I, I'm kind of on, on, the, on the end of – I don't think anyone's opinions are wrong. They're just different than mine. Yeah. And it, I think it's sure. great. It, the fact of the matter is this game is going to sell a lot of copies and it will sell a lot of DLC. Um, it will make a lot of money off of DLC alone. My only thing is it's a shame that there's not some sort of bundled incentive to where it's like, okay, you know, we're going we're gonna to charge you X amount of dollars, but if you buy if you buy all of them in a bundle, we'll give you, you know, this other one for free or, or give the option to sell each individual character, uh, you know, as not, I, I don't know if there, there is a bundled thing, but you know, giving you incentive to spend that money aside from just, this is what you get. You know what I mean? If that yeah. makes any sense. And my only reason for thinking that is, you know, a game like injustice Two, which arguably is a completely different style of game, but I think it's, it's similar in a sense of, the the combat inside of Avengers and granted I haven't I haven't been hands on with it I haven't had time and I haven't been hot on it, it doesn't look fun to me but the the combat seems formulaic in that whether you're playing as Hulk whether whether you're playing as Hulk Thor Cap uh, you know Iron Man you got to punch guys and you got to use the abilities and you got to do all this stuff but you know bad guys are getting knocked around that's kind of the 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 thing of it and. The only reason I make the comparison to something like Injustice 2 is, you know, you paid X amount of dollars for that battle, for that character, you know, to get that extra, that extra stuff. But it came with a plethora of customization oh, yeah. options for free, yeah. um, you know, that you didn't have to worry about in, in that, in that sense. And, and they played completely different than other characters. And, you know, it was the same type of thing. It's formulaic. It's a fighting game. But to me, it's like I, I would have – and granted, you know, I'm not a multi-million dollar game developer. Um, but it just seems it just seems very kind of cash grabby. And while I do think there's going to be a huge wave of people buying the, the game and DLC at full price, I do think you're going to see the game and DLC drop in price not too long after launch probably. You'll probably be seeing more – at least on DLC in my opinion um, just to get people reeled in and get people to spend – you know, it's like if you can get pay sixty bucks for the entire experience, like in all the extra characters, then that's that's a whole other conversation. You know what I mean? But that's yeah. not what you're getting. That's not what you're getting day one. So, Tommy, if this was sold as a forty dollars game, would it be different? Um, I would still think that the microtransactions, the way they're handling it, are uh -huh. the the same standard. Like I would, yeah. I would still say it's still pretty predatory. But I would, I would. Not, I wouldn't want to say I would bash it less because, like I said, I would, I would still think that it's uh not a great model, but at least then there's a little bit of justification. What yeah. I would rather have seen was sixty dollar base game, and then just, just screw it, charge me ten dollars per character, and then it be done. Don't say, hey, here's this thing 
from the get-go of announcing this game, they said, future content free. Don't say, hey, you're getting this character for free. Oh, but there's a catch. If you want to get this stuff, you got to spend $10. Yeah, they're going to get like, another. I guarantee they have at least five characters planned for the year. Look at it this way. For Anthony. year one. And I explained this in a same way to another friend of mine that didn't quite like. I'm not saying you don't understand it, but they didn't understand what I was talking about. Let's hear it, Yugi. Think if uh, <laughs> Destiny released Beyond Light in the fall and they had their season pass like they do every season. But instead of buying it once, you had to buy it per character. You start off with the ability to make three characters included in your game for free. Then they tell you, hey, spend $10 per character yeah. on season pass to level up. <clears throat> like, no, no, no. I, that's I, just I how I see it. I, I see it on, I see it both sides. I see it as, you know, we're getting the characters for free. So the $10 season pass per character like okay i could see throwing it on there if you relate the character but i also see it as like that's so weird why not just update the game or just update season passes as as it goes like once we get all five characters in season two of the season pass comes in and now you've got the skins molded into there you know yeah like i would have for the record i would have no problem spending ten dollars on a flat season pass Mm -hmm. like that says, hey, level this up, get this unlock for Hulk, this unlock for Thor at whatever level. DLC character comes out, bam, like next season starts or whatever. Well, it's very much the industry Zero standard issue. at the moment. So. For sure. So yeah. like, I don't want it to sound like I'm constantly just like, I'm super against battle passes because I'm not. No, no, no. You're, you're. What you're saying is extremely valid. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't want there to be any confusion about that. I 100% see like the issue that you're bringing up, like. It's a very weird choice. Yeah. It's a very weird choice. Uh, listen, will this game... You know, I haven't had any hands-on with it either. Tommy, have you had a hands-on with it? Yeah, I played the I played two weekends of the beta. And... Uh, it's a game. Yeah, <laughs> that it, it exists. Like, I... It, it's really hard to justify buying if you don't have, like, friends that are going to play it. And that's where I am with it. Like, I really, really, really want to get it. Mm-hmm. But after everything they've done, they've, like, co- practically convinced most of my, like, squad that plays with me to not buy this game. Damn. Like, yeah, it's it's rough. That's where I'm saying, like, a lot of, like, they were building Goodwill back from last year's E3 and yeah, then announced Spider-Man. And it all went crashing down from there because they announced that then the beta was kind of lackluster with what you could do because the only time you could play Thor or Captain America was in the tutorial mission. Uh, Iron Man felt clunky. Mm -hmm. Hulk sucked. Wait, you're telling me an Iron Man is clunky? <laughs> I quit. You see what I did there? You see what I did there? Um, <laughs> let's go. Miss Marvel, amazing, amazing game. All-time part. favorite Marvel characters. She has one of the greatest story arcs in, in young Avengers in general. Black Widow was there <laughs> as usual. Like, she just existed pretty much. Like her fight with Taskmaster, okay. 
uh, I don't want to go around acting like it's a shooter half the time. Like, her controls for that were kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. Like, it, if I could have played as, like, Thor or Captain America, who, in that tutorial, felt phenomenal. Like, Thor flew around, had really cool combos, and then you play as Captain America, and that felt like I was playing Arkham Knight with how good Ooh. he controlled. Yeah. But wow. I barely got to use either of them. Well, Gabe, you got anything else you want to say on this before we go into topic two? Yeah, I think, you know, just, just one, la- one, one final thing from me. Like, it's, it's sad because I, I love games, and I love the Avengers. I love Marvel. I love superheroes. I love feeling, you know, that feeling of being a kid, you know, and, and that's right what sp- superheroes are supposed to make you feel like. Um, this game does nothing for me, especially after this news that breaks and just the weird muddled messaging that we've had, and that's my biggest pet peeve, and that's, like, if you ever listen to my show, you'll hear me talk about that with Microsoft all the time and with their Xbox and how the messaging just feels muddled a lot of the time with anytime they want to announce something. This is kind of what that's, this is reminding me of. It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't invite me to spend time in the world. It just kind of feels like a new flashy thing that I'm not going to even spend hardly any time in. Um, and I don't want that. You know, I feel like there was just so much buzz around the, the idea like a year or so ago and it dropped, it was like, well, how is this going to control? Is it going to be kind of like Spider-Man, you know? And it just feels like what you're trying to ship us um, doesn't match the pedigree that Marvel and Avengers have. And it doesn't feel like an experience that I necessarily want to be a part of because I expect something way different. I don't want a glorified version of Marvel's ultimate Alliance, you know, for Um, sure. So that's all I had to say. That's I wanted to say it before I lost it. You know what I mean? Perfect. Well, only thing left to left to see is launch and see how it goes. All right. Topic two. I went to go to the topic and all. I just minimized everything. <laughs> topic two is Game Fast, aka the wannabe critic. Here I am. You know what? I want to know. This is something that I ask all of my creator friends who come to the podcast, our creator guests. What sparked it, man? What sparked it? And I want to use this as, as an example. Okay, I want to so use you... <laughs> kind of funny and Cheeks Jr. lit that fire under my ass. And specifically Cheeks Jr. because he had me on his podcast, uh, completely consensual, at a very uh, uh, um, early iteration of it. And it lit that fire under my butt. Like what? When was that moment where you were like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Well, okay, so do you want the, the long version or the short version? I want whatever version you want to tell me. You're the guest. So, because, yeah, whenever I have, uh, you know, I have a show that's kind of like what you like. I like to have creative people on my on my podcast. And yeah. um, there was a friend of mine. Uh, his He runs a show called a- The Age of Geek Podcast, and he's had mm-hmm. it for almost 10 years now at this point. Ooh, damn. And, uh, you know, I was – 16 17 at the time um that he kind of moved to my area of missouri and we start to talk about video games and he's like oh yeah i play forza blah 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 and i was like yeah i've I've probably played way too much halo blah 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 and i just kind of started throwing my opinions out there i'm known to give an opinion or two you know Mm -hmm. um so he's like oh man well you need to come on the podcast and i'm like what's a podcast (laughs) <laughs> so um say what he's like well, yeah I'm like, I'm like yeah what's a podcast so then he, he has me over and just kind of you know turns out to you know it's just a 
we all know what a podcast is, right? So he had me on my podcast, and he's like, all right, so what do you geek out about? And I'm like, well, I love video games, movies. I love giving hot takes, like giving my opinions the whole nine. You know what I mean? And uh, I'll never forget the quote that he told me from Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg says, being a geek is not having to play it cool about how much you like something. And honestly, that was probably the initial spark being acquainted. He had it um, framed, that quote framed in his studio. And I remember thinking, like, that's the coolest thing ever. And then I just started becoming more of a regular on his show at 17 years old. You know, he'd give my takes on the news and we'd review movies and that whole thing. And then I actually lived in New York for a while um, and moved away and then came back. And uh, I started a blog. You know, that was kind of my first piece of content I ever really did was uh, the GameBrealReviews.tumblr.com. And I remember reviewing Bastion and Bioshock Infinite in the same year and really feeling like, well, I'm going to throw my opinion out there. And if anyone if anyone comes across it, cool. You know, I'd, I'd love to argue with someone. That was always my thing is I loved to argue. I'm not quite that as as much that way anymore. It's more of like civil debate. But, um, you know, that was kind of the original content thing but then that kind of I got busy I was chasing girls and all this other stuff and then finally you know I got married uh three years ago and I'm sitting in the kitchen with my best friend at the time and we're talking about stuff and uh we're talking about Star Wars like arguing about Star Wars and getting really passionate about it you know and my wife says she goes I have no idea what you guys are talking about but this is like some of the most entertaining like conversation I've ever heard. Like how do you, can you guys should record this? And then it clicked in my mind, like I'm going to start a podcast. So yeah. that's where geekly by weekly came from. That was our idea. Um, we, we started, it was like, okay, well if we can make a show every other week happen, you know, we can get together once a week and record a couple of shows and see what happens, you know, and try and record evergreen stuff and just make it work and yada, yada, yada. And then we got about a couple, we got three or four months in, and I was really going strong, and then he goes off to do um, some volunteer work also in New York in a summer place to where I went to go. And then everything just kind of started falling apart and consistency, you know, but I, I had the bug at that point, you know, I really wanted to to do it. So eventually, you know, it just kind of was that thing, well, I'm going to start a YouTube channel, you know, and I'm going to rebrand, make it happen, and... uh you know what I mean? He's making some uh, weird looking gestures right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of where, where it all started, man. Like that's what the, that's, that's where it came from. But, um, I don't have a ton more to say that we have, uh, I have a YouTube channel now, uh, you know, the main wannabe product, the main wannabe critic podcast feed. We got a couple other feeds that we do game clubs, mother stuff. And I've been creating content consistently, for the past couple of years, ever since, ever since. So it's kind of where it all started. So part of the reason why I ask people like their inspiration, how it started, stuff like that is because I feel like in this day and age, especially now, it's so easy to just start up a podcast. Um, Can confirm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so easy to start a podcast, but consistency is so hard to come by. Um, ask someone who's, who was in bands for like 10 years. You know, you can start a band, but finding the people who are willing to go the distance with the band is 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 a whole other thing. So, one of the things I like for our viewers to to hear is people's stories of how it came to be, because in those stories you're going to find things that are not necessarily failures, but you know things where you know trips and mishaps along the road that allowed you to become stronger, 
and, and, and gave you those lessons in order to learn, grow, and make something even better. And I mean, it, it's clear you have this this fire inside to do this, or else you wouldn't go to the lengths that you go to make content. Like it's it's a it's a rare breed of person who's willing to do all of that. You know, as someone who's been podcasting for for you know two years, one year with one of my best friends, and two years with two of my best friends, um, I we we definitely know what it takes in order to just keep that consistency. And you know, the pitfalls you hit sometimes when it comes to you know burnout stuff like that and i just I, I like people to hear that because those stories i feel like we get a chance to try to inspire people to make their own content you know to do something they love to try something new step out of the comfort zone you know like we all have you know it, it it's not easy to you know every week to get on ca on camera or to throw out a podcast um you know and throw your opinions out there and put yourself out there for people's you know criticism even though i could really care less what people say about me um i will eat them <laughs> literally uh, cannibal, <laughs> but, uh, <clears throat> so, but when it comes to YouTube channel, um, so you've got the YouTube channel. Do you still do like you, so you were talking about how you have these other podcasts that you kind of like do work for. So you've got your YouTube channel, you've got these podcasts that you kind of do and work for as well. Um, where, where do you find the time? What, how are you doing this? Do you, did you find a way to get an extra day in the week? Uh, well, see, it's one of those things, man, where, uh, if I told you my profession, you probably would never believe me in a hundred years, but I'm actually, uh, a, 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 I have a ranch. <laughs> uh -huh. Um, I got about 180 cattle and we, we manage the ranch and which is even uh, crazier that you even have the time to do what you do. Like I know cattle <laughs> ranching is not something that's just like eight hours yeah. cut and dry. We going home. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing, man, because the, it's just a very unique, you know, they talk about the right place at the right time. And in a lot of ways, like COVID was kind of a, a blessing in disguise, if that would. And that's not to have any yeah. negative connotation, but it just really it freed up a lot of my time um, because I just hadn't been out doing anything really. So I had all these ideas and all this stuff that I wanted to do. And I was making time before COVID even hit, but it just, it, I had a little bit of a time, a little more clarity to be able to plan things out and really having multiple people help me with different facets because and as you were saying before, kind of like not failings, but it's all, it's always kind of been the same content. It's just been in different iterations and it's always just been kind of grow, a growing process, a growing journey to make that happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I wake up honestly, man, like every night I'm probably up till two or three in the morning editing content, yeah. uh, because I do want it that bad. Um, I, I want, this is what I want to do. I, I'm, and I'm, I, I totally, I totally, agree with your thing about the bands because i'm a drummer and i mean I, i've been in and out of bands for you know for years and, and just being being able to commit is, is also a really cool thing so i had to sit down with my wife because my wife has a pretty uh, successful business making handmade jewelry and we had the sit down of listen because you know you, you spend a lot of time working on something and you find you try and find the marriage between business and hobby and obviously I've spent a lot of money on my studio. You know, that sign was expensive and all the, you know, getting the look right and, you know, just making it feel like me. You know, I'm sure you guys can definitely understand how that yeah, feels 100%. like. Um, but to answer your question, to find the time, I just, I made it happen. Uh, I made, I scheduled myself out and I said, you know what, if, if I'm going to do this, like I need to give it my best shot because I want this so bad. I want to be able to create content and pay my phone bill. That's the goal. Like, between all my content, eventually someday, like I'd like to be able to pay our phone bill and say, like, yeah, like I was able to do that thing. 
Yeah. And, you know, help support my family with something that I love doing so much. So 100 I I can't agree with you anymore. It kind of becomes that like risk risk reward. Um I, I work grave shift. <laughs> I, I work in the casino industry and I work grave shift and I've got our kids and you know, like right now with streaming is something that I, I'm passionate about and I love to do. I just haven't been able to do it because of the whole um virtual school stuff. A lot of my time is taken to there. I also need to sleep and then I work, you know, eleven PM to seven AM. So I don't have the time for it right now and I can't really schedule the time out for it because I need to sleep because if I don't sleep, then I'm just a, I'm just a mess, just an emotional mess. But the podcast is the one thing, my one thing that I will not bend. I will not bend the knee on that. It happens every (laughs) week. News happens every week. It's, it's my one thing. Except when you have an anniversary. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think I get one day off out of the year, Tommy. Do I get one day off out of the year, Tommy? (laughs) Look, man, you, you set yourself up for it. Do I get one day off out of the year, Tommy? That was a slam dunk, Tommy. Even, nice know, one. You know what? We're done. We're this cheating. is done. Thanks for coming to the episode. <laughs> Gabe, whatever his face is there, whatever. Thank you. Bye, everybody. You. <laughs> I'm a coward. No, but uh, you're not a coward. I love you so much. No, I'm not. I'm uh, really not. I, that's my favorite word to use, though. Dude, you're like a I, rancher, bro. <laughs> All the ranchers I've ever known are, 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 are studs. Like, like <laughs> well, you guys got to – not only do you have to be strong, but you got to be mentally tough, too. It's, it's, dude, it's a weird thing. Like, can I tell you, you got story time? Cause I'll Let's tell you a story. Go for it, man. You're the so, guest. You know, I'm very you much, I'm very much like the city boy, you know, born and raised and I married this country girl and, you know, very country, very country family, you know? And like, I started showing up and like, I showed up in like my Avengers swim trunks to go swimming one time and like had this crazy shirt on. And like, my wife is like, Oh my God, I love you. And her like parent, you know, her parents and her grandparents like looking me up and down, like, this is what I am. So, and she loves it. So you're either on board with it or you're not. But after we, we took this job, um, it's, I actually work for her dad. Uh, it's, they're his cattle, but it's, it's a long story with that whole thing. But we, we take care of the cattle. Um, when I first moved here, he was like, yeah, so this is what you'll be doing. You know, you'll be taking care of fences. You know, you'll keep track of the cattle and tell me all this stuff. And he's like, then he pauses and he goes, but sometimes sad stuff happens. And I'm <laughs> like, what do you, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I actually have an example of that. So then he takes me out in the field and there's just this dead cow, just this dead, mm. like dead cow, like just chilling. You know what I mean? He's like, all right, I need you to drag it, drag it away. I'm like. With what? He goes, well, he's like, well, I need you to because we we take care of Scottish Highlands. So they're I don't know if you've ever seen they're like the fuzzy cows and they they all have horns, even the females. And he's like, all right, I need you to like tie the rope around it. He's like, tie it to the UTV and just haul it. So literally, like when they're when they're dead like that, that's how you have to get around. It, It just mortified me and like made me feel so, so bad you know, the first time I did it, but it, it's dead. It's obvious, you know, it's, it can't yeah. feel anything and you do have to get rid of it or else people are like going to, you know, report you for negligence and that, that sort of thing. And, you know, you don't want to be, you know, infecting other cows and it's just this whole other thing, but it's part of the job, it's part of the job. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is sad sometimes, but it, it was kind of funny how that, that year of like that mental kind of like scarring now, like during the winter time, I'll go out there and sometimes like the younger ones will be dead and I'm just like, all right, whatever. I'm listening to podcasts while I'm doing it, you know, and like just hauling them like the dead cows and just throwing them into the, you know, into the, the, the pile where all the dead ones go. And it's just, a, it's a really, it's a really interesting, um, situation that I find myself in and I definitely earn my keep. So I think we just found the title Avengers 
how the podcast started and holly dead, dead cows, cows. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there you go but it is it is one of those things you know where it's like i get to kind of do it on my own time and i give music lessons on the side i'm, I'm just a very busy guy i like to stay yeah. busy or else i go insane and um the podcast has really just the i'm a i'm a i'm an audio nerd you know so people reached out to me and are like hey you know can you can you produce my show and I, that was always like that's such a, an honor you know to be able to do that so as i said before finding the marriage between like yeah the hobby side of it and taking it seriously as a business i i kind of find my way through it and it's it's been a really cool journey so far man and and i, and I take care of dead cows you know whenever yeah. i whenever it duty calls so and we're back small technical issues there on my end sorry about the guys Love your faces. Uh, but you were talking about the cattle. Like we were kind of talking about like the drive to, to make that content. I just want to say, uh, I mean, you said you're a drummer and I don't know if this rings true for you, but I know like with myself being a creative, like once I stopped doing music, I kind of needed something to fill that void. Was that podcasting slash making content for you as well? Yeah. So the podcast side of it really just started as a hobby. And then, you know, the drumming side and really the music lessons, they had, they had kind of gone way down. And I always kind of felt like that, that hole, you know, it's like, it's like a hole inside of you where it's like something's missing and I'm not playing music. And yeah, that's definitely, I just started throwing myself into every, I think there's a bit of mania there. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just started throwing myself into all this different stuff and it's, it's, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with, with that. And yes, to answer your question. So. Yeah, it's once I stopped, well, I mean, music's so weird is once you get into it like that bug bites you hard oh totally and especially especially, clicks well especially after you play your first show i think after your first show it's done if you get to play a first show on a stage and like you're nervous and you see the crowd react the crowd likes you like it's it's done that's your drug that's your drug of choice and it's so it's so weird for something that only takes 15 minutes 30 if you're lucky and you just it, it, it it's like the most unexplainable thing. Like you just have to feel it. You have to witness it. And the people who do karaoke, I, I get why they consistently go doing karaoke. Cause it's like, you're getting that, that high just in a different drum. way. Well, not just that. It's just like, especially if people are cheering you on. It's, it's something it's different. It's a dopamine yeah. rush, bro. But, uh, yeah, dang Gabe. I just want to say first and foremost, thank you so much for coming on, especially on short notice. I appreciate it. Uh, I didn't know you were a rancher, which puts you even, higher up over there because you're out there <laughs> dragging dead cows away uh and the content you're making is really awesome i really loved your samurai jack uh you know review i thought it was really well done i thought it was was super like unbiased and your opinion on it felt very fair like not someone just pooping on samurai jack because you didn't like it because you never liked the ip anyways but coming at it from a very fair standpoint i i, I can i want to compare it to when fran marabella did his anthem review like it just felt very like that was one it, of the best reviews I've ever it, listened to. Also, well, listen to a Samurai Jack review, and you'll. Feel I'm the same gonna way. as soon as this is over. It just felt very fair. Like I, I mean, you even say as someone who loves Samurai Jack, like this is what I loved, this is what I didn't like, and you know, unfortunately, I can't. Yeah. Even it, your tweet about it was like, I'm, you know, I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but yeah, it know. was it, that was a hard review to do, man. Like, and it uh, usually I, I have a clear cut idea of what I want to say, like what I want to do, and then. Like for this one, since I did have a, a personal bias attached to it, it's like, okay, how do you how do you have the right c combination of like objectivity and subjectivity? And I I'm I'm I hope that came across. So, 
no, no, it was great. <laughs> great A review. I wouldn't say that just to like inflate your ego. It was a really good review. And I appreciate that. A review I actually generally watch from start to some from start to end. So um now what you need to do is tell everybody where they can find you. Everywhere. I want every link, every <laughs> Tumblr, every YouTube, <laughs> uh, your phone number, your address, social security. Give yeah, your don't bank number. I need yeah. your 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 uh, expiration date. Also important. Go in the back. There's a CV number. It's three digits. I need that as well. Got it. The whole nine. Okay. Cover it all. It, so you can, yeah, you can, you can find. Um, I'm gonna say the easiest one first. Like to find pretty much all the stuff that we do. You can go to wannabecritic.com to find all those yeah. links to that stuff. I usually try and have like a video plastered up of like one of the more recent things that we've done and stuff like that. But we got a we got a gaming podcast called Game Game Club. It's bi-weekly. We do like multi in-depth video game reviews right now we're going through xenoblade chronicles definitive edition um and a couple of other ones that we're recording right now as well uh obviously you can find us on the wannabe critic podcast you can head over to um Storytime, a star wars podcast that's a that's a narrative i've been working on um just for fun but it's just kind of like play around with like the voiceover like voice acting side of stuff and kind of like going along with star wars lore. i'm a huge star wars nerd and it felt wrong to not incorporate a project that I kind of owe the inception of my own projects to. Um, and then uh, also, we have another one. Me and my lovely v- wife, we review movies over at uh, A Guy and His Wife as a podcast feed, and that's a monthly show. So, but uh, and also, you can find we do uh, like a mix of the podcasts over at uh, Wannabe Critic Productions on YouTube. You can find my personal YouTube content at uh, the wannabe critic on YouTube, but wannabe critic, anything like literally if you go to your podcast player of choice and type in wannabe critic productions, anything that I'm associated with production wise, or just the showrunner, it's going to pop up. So there you have it. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on again. I appreciate on short, on short notice. Uh, you're a rock star, man. No, I'm not. I'm just a wannabe man. (laughs) (laughs) God, the branding on that name is so top notch. (laughs) So good. All right, let's throw that outro. As always, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can head on over to anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can send us a voice message to be showcased on the show or sign up to support the podcast monthly with a 99 cent, $4.99 or $9.99 per month donation. You can cancel that at any time. Find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. If you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, find that link in our Twitter bio or the show notes for every show that we release and produce. And last up, you're going to find George at Ghioco, that's G-H-I-O-C-O on Twitter, and that guy underscore George1337 on Instagram. Tommy at Nightween593 on Twitter, Nightween5930 on Instagram, and Anthony, me, that's me, at DadBobPlays on all social medias. Until next time, I'm Anthony. I'm Tommy. That's Gabe. I'm Gabe. Good night.